Hello church, looks like once again we're having to gather remotely. Uh, before we get into our message, I'd like to invite us to bow our heads and pray. Merciful and loving Lord, uh, thank you for the gift of your word. Uh, Lord, I pray wherever your children are gathered, that you would just speak to their hearts right now, uh, right where they need it. Uh, especially on this day where we reflect on things like tenderness and, and, and mercy and, and nurturing, uh, celebrating motherhood uh, and the gift that that is. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would just speak to our hearts right where we are uh, and let your words of peace and, and comfort uh, ring through uh, to each one of us. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So I have a, a Bible passage that we're going to be basing this teaching on. Today, it's uh, the second reading that was read uh, in our services this uh, weekend. So, it comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And this is the key verses that I'll be using. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our affliction, so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Uh, in this passage, uh, things that jump out at me are tender mercies, uh, God of all comforts, uh, allowing us to comfort others. Uh, and I think those are good words for us uh, to reflect on uh, today. Uh, when I see comfort, there's one thing in my brain that, that tends to happen. Uh, that is, um, well, maybe uh, you rummage through the kitchen cabinets a little bit, and uh, maybe you've been doing that a little bit more lately, uh, where you start to look for some comfort food. Uh, what are your favorite uh, comfort foods? Uh, maybe if you're on Facebook Live, you can uh, tag that. What is it? Is it, is it chocolate? Is it something else? Uh, something maybe a little more savory? Uh, I know I kind of go in and out uh, of different things, uh, but the one that really stuck out uh, in my mind this weekend um, probably is connected to a, a story with my mom, and, and that is good old-fashioned macaroni and cheese. Yep, comfort food here. And, and it has to be this particular kind, or the deluxe kind, where it's got that squeeze packet that you hope is cheese, and, and then you, you open it up when the noodles are cooked and you squeeze it all over and just mix everything all together and, and, and all that cheesy goodness just gets to where it needs to go. Um, why is that my, my comfort food? Well, as I mentioned just a moment ago, it, it goes back to a, a story with my own mom. Uh, growing up, uh, I've shared this many times, uh, mom was battling cancer, uh, and in our teenage years, that's uh, what we are, were facing. Uh, is mom going to be around long? Uh, so, on weeks where uh, that had gone by, where uh, maybe a week had gone by, where mom's chemo treatments had, had already happened, there, she's a week out of her treatments, um, she was probably at her worst in, in terms of just her strength, uh, her endurance, her ability to do some of the basic things. And now, my dad worked long hours and he wasn't able to be home at, at dinner time often. Uh, so mom, um, she found a way to provide a meal for us. Uh, and it was something that I affectionately called yellow dinner. 
Yes, everything on the plate was yellow. There was mac and cheese, there was frozen corn, uh, something called shake and bake that you could throw over something like chicken and just throw it in the oven. Pretty hard to mess up, but it took every ounce of energy uh, for her to cook that meal. Uh, for her to even just put a pot on the stove uh, filled with water and turn it on uh, was a lot of work. And as I reflect on that, this has become a comfort food for me because of the, the tenderness, the, the effort, the, the love that was shown in, in just trying to provide uh, a meal for her kids. And, and thank you, Lord, for that. And, and, and eventually, uh, as, as we got a little older, we were able to cook yellow dinner for ourselves. Uh, pretty easy for kids to, to do that and, and not um, burn it or, or, or whatever. So this was uh, uh, something that was very near and dear to me. And when I, when I miss her, maybe I, I decide to uh, pull this out or when you just need a little extra TLC, sometimes you, you gravitate towards, uh, towards things like food um, or other vices. And those, unfortunately, can be empty comforts. They don't last long. Uh, for example, here, one serving, 310 calories, and, and a serving isn't all that, that big. So there's probably about 1,000 calories right here in just that box. Not a very nutritious meal. However, it was something that was able to, to be on a plate for us uh, when we were younger. But our Lord has something so much better than comfort food. He wants to give us a comfort that lasts. And, and that's what I want to spend the next little bit together with you on. Uh, just talking about the comfort, this, this faith-filled love that God has for us, this tender mercy that our, our Heavenly Father has for you and He has for me. And, and I have to tell you, there are, there are times in, even in the Bible, where as I'm going through the study, and is Lord, where's your, your love there? Or with all that's going on around us nowadays, Lord, where's your, where's your presence? Where's your love there? And, and, and we're seeing it. You don't have to look very far. God's given us the ability to adapt and, and to still hear God's word. Uh, industries are doing some pretty neat things to be able to support and, 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 and love on a community. Uh, it's just, it's there. Uh, but it's being drowned out at times by other other noises. But but God, in, in his whisper, in, in his love, in his tenderness, is pointing us back to him. And that's what this weekend is truly all about. His love, his mercy, and his compassion. And even in the hard story that we had, um, in that first reading that was read uh, this weekend, uh, the, the story of Stephen and how he was martyred uh, for the faith. Uh, God's love is even in that story, uh, in, in the midst of a real person suffering in a very real way, uh, so much so that it, it, it cost his very life. Uh, here's a man that was filled with faith, that was led in the Spirit to just proclaim a truth, to proclaim a, a teaching that he was led to 
to, to give to a, a community of religious folks. And he basically was just saying, listen, all along you guys have been doing things that are just rejecting God and, and rejecting who he is in, in your life. And, and, and we're just acting like human beings. And, and here's the problem with human beings. We want what we want. And, and we go after it uh, in order to make um, life according to our, our plan or our, our rules. And it, it very rarely goes well for us. Uh, it is just outright sin. Um, it is us trying to trans and say to God, get off your throne. We want to be the one who's in control. And, and that's what that's what we've been clamoring for, uh, for all of this stuff that we've all been going on. It's, it's a reminder that, no, we are not in control. But, but thank you, Lord, that, that you are. You are a God who is definitely in control. You breathe life into us. And in this time, please breathe life into your children. Draw us back to you. Pour your love into our hearts in, in such a way that we see you walking with us. And he does that in his word. Even in that story of Stephen that I started to talk about, in the midst of that ugliness that was happening in that account, Jesus himself was standing there. The heavens open wide. Stephen sees this. He, he declares it. Jesus is there is basically what he's saying in that scripture. Jesus is there. He, he sees him. He calls it out and it enrages the people that are gathered even more. And they come after him with gnashing teeth and, and just ugliness. And, and God gives Stephen his peace, his presence. And Stephen is able to, in the midst of that ugliness and that violence, to cry out into your hands, into your spirit, I... I I commend myself. I give you to him. God was with him all the way. And God welcomed him and saying, I'm right here with you, Stephen. And maybe there's been some things going on in your life lately. Maybe it's your own sins, your own humanness, your own wanting what you want. Uh, and it's been drowning out the Lord whispering to you. And maybe there's some guilt that you're, you're, you're experiencing over that. Um, maybe there's some anger that you have over some relationships that have gone bad. And, and maybe those relationships were maybe a parent that wasn't there for you. Or, or maybe you were a parent that wasn't there for your, your child in, in an appropriate way. Uh, and you're carrying some guilt and you're carrying some shame. God has opened up heaven for you as well. He's opened up heaven for each and every single one of us. He provides a comfort that doesn't come in the form of empty calories. He provides a comfort that comes from his life-giving word. And, and it points us to the cross of Christ. Right? Everything that God does in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit points us right to the cross where, where Jesus took on all that ugliness, 
all the things that we, we do as, as human beings that are far from our Heavenly Father, far from His, His love. And, and, he, and He hung it all on His shoulders and, and He took it all on Himself and, and, he, and He paid that price to make sure that there was nothing that was going to separate you or me from His love. Folks, this doesn't look like tender mercy, but it is. Jesus, in His great compassion, in His caring for us, our Heavenly Father, not wanting to see any child lost, not a single soul lost. He cares for all of us, and, and He made a way. He opened up heaven for us. And, and for you and for me, heaven opens up at the cross. That's where we get access to our, our Heavenly Father. He, he's, he's said, I finished all of it, all of the payment that needs to be made in order for sin to no longer have its stranglehold on you. I, I've taken care of that. As Jesus cries out in the midst of agony and suffering saying, Father, forgive them. God has forgiven you. Hear his words, right? Right in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we are dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you've been saved. And, and maybe you're, uh, you're, you're like me, where you have these sins that just seem to trip you up over and over again, and you say, how many times is, do I have to ask God to forgive me before this is going to sink into this, this hardened heart? How many times am, am I going to fail my Lord? And God, in his tender mercies, speaks to you even in that. And, and, and Lamentations chapter 3, he says this. He says, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. Great is your faithfulness, Lord. That faith-filled love that you have for all of your children. That even though we were just outright disobedient at times, you still pour your love into us. You still want us to have your grace. And so through the power of your Holy Spirit, you, you soften our, our hardened hearts. You, you, you mold those. You change and you transform it so that we can start to grow in our relationship with you. And that mercy, that tenderness, is there for every single one of us. God's tender mercies, a gift that we do not deserve. That's what mercy is. We, we given something, uh, um, excuse me, mercy is, is not being given something that we deserve, where um, that would be, God's wrath, God's judgment, God's indignation, God's anger. He withholds that from us because of what Jesus did for us on the cross. He gives us his mercy. 
because he loves us and he doesn't want a single, a single one of us lost. And so that's the comfort that we all have. That's the that's a God of our fathers, the, the God who's visiting this promise on generation upon generation upon generation, who is saying, my mercies are new every morning. Come to me. Lean into me. I'm right here with you. I will see you through it. I was reminded of a hymn. Uh, maybe in Connect, you, you aren't quite as familiar with it, but I, I know in the, in the uh, traditional services, uh, it's one that's used often. Uh, maybe a lot of times in, at funerals, um, the, the hymn, Abide With Me. Now listen to this, right in the last half of the first verse. When other helpers fail and comforts flee, help of the helpless, oh, abide with me. Lord, you are the help of the helpless. When all else fails, you are the help of the helpless. Lord, open up heaven to us. And right in the closing verse, hold thou thy cross before my closing eyes. Shine through the gloom and, and point me to the skies. Heaven's morning breaks and earth veins shadows flee. And life and death, O oh Lord, abide with me. God's promised he's not going anywhere. And his faith-filled love, his tender mercies, will be there for us every step of the way. I don't know about you, but I find that absolutely comforting. Amen? Amen.